Welcome to the Janine Boland Show, where we share tips from around the globe as we guide practical people with their finances using money tips, increase their incomes through side businesses, and maintain their sanity by staying in their creative zone. And welcome to the show. I'm your host, Janine Bolin. And you may or may not know this, but the Janine Bolin Show is a syndicated program where we actually took four of the podcast shows that I was running and we put them all together with our podcast programming team. We got syndicated in October of 2021. And my team and I put all the podcasts into one program instead of running four separate podcasts. And we came up with the Janine Bolin Show. So thank you for listening today as we combine the three minute money tips, the thriving solopreneur, the writer's hour, creative conversations, and the practical mystic show. Today, we are going to be highlighting one of 99 authors that we will be interviewing this year. Basically, we wish to receive their guidance and perspective on how to get your message, your story, and your life purpose out into the world. And maybe you're even trying to write that memoir for your grandchildren. We're here to help you. Many of you have been told you should write a book about your life experience. Well, these 99 authors that I will be interviewing over the course of this next year were prompted to write their stories as well. Each one will tell you what helped them get into writing, but also the more important part, each will share what worked when selling their books, what didn't work, and things they wish they had known before they became first-time published authors. Helen Starbuck is a multi-book author and the author of the award-winning Annie Collins Mystery Series. She's a Colorado native who spent her career working as a nurse in the main operating rooms of several suburban hospitals and a major children's hospital here in the Denver area. She translated her experience and knowledge of OR nursing into working as a clinical editor for an operating room nursing journal, where she helped journalists and English majors understand those intricacies of surgery while they helped her to understand the American Medical Association style book. (laughs) Writing is a thing. Yes. She loves books involving strong women and interesting men. She writes her mysteries from the perspective of Annie Collins, who is also an OR nurse, and draws from her love of romantic suspense to write her standalone novels. Helen's theory is that if you don't like life as it is, write a different ending. I mean, this is something we can all do, right? So with that in mind, let's bring on today's spotlighted author, Helen Starbuck, and ask Helen the 13 questions we ask each author on this show. Welcome to the show, Helen. Thanks. I appreciate you interviewing me. Well, and I think in all honesty and authenticity, I need to let everyone know that Helen and I first met each other many, many years ago. We were flying out of the Denver airport together. We were both headed to the same place. We were headed to England for a writer's retreat. And we were lucky enough to be on this retreat that we're near the downs of the English countryside where Agatha Christie wrote her novels. I am so grateful we had that experience together. It was a lot of fun. (laughs) It was a lot of fun. And so that's how I met Helen. And so basically what I'm asking is 13 questions of each of these authors to find out what they have learned about the writing process. So tell us about uh, what's your full name? It's Helen Starbuck. Right. And that's also the name that I write under. Now, not every author chooses to do that. Some authors choose to have a pen name. Do you want to tell us why you decided to go ahead and write under your own name? Well, I am divorced and legally I use my uh, married name for a variety of reasons. And my sister, who's kind of been my sounding board and 
as she likes to call herself, my muse, um, <laughs> said to me when I was writing this and getting ready to, you know, get formal about it. She said, if you publish this under his last name, I will personally come and strangle you. So that's, that's motivation. <laughs> yeah. So I said, well, okay. So, uh, so I published it under my maiden name, which is Starbuck. And um, I have been trying to tackle the bureaucracy of, of getting rid of the uh, no longer valid uh, married name, but boy, the government, they don't make it easy. <laughs> so, uh, no, they don't. That name so- change. Yeah, so I need to stop procrastinating and just do it. But. Right. I like to ask authors that because there are some authors that are adamant about their pen name. And for others, it's just a natural course of events for our, for our lives. So out of curiosity, did you have a marketing background before you started writing on your book? No, no, <laughs> not at all. Not I at love all. that question. <laughs> And I don't think very many authors do, unless for some reason, the book they're writing is, you know, about marketing or um, some sort of background like that. I I don't think most authors and particularly most fiction authors have a clue when they first get started. Right. So out of curiosity, what most surprised you about the book marketing process? (laughs) That it was such a um confusing and uh a confusing process that nobody could really say if you do this your book will become a bestseller and there are all sorts of ways to market a book and you never know if doing that is going to be successful or not and some are successful for some authors and others don't get any return on investment from it. So uh, I think that's the most frustrating part is you just never know. Some things just surprise the heck out of you because they seem to work. And then others, excuse me, that you're sure are going to work just fall on their face. So it's almost almost in a way like gambling, you feel you, you really never know what's going to work or what isn't going to work. So when did you start marketing your books? Um, I think I would say that I started marketing my books right before the launch of my first book, when it became apparent to me that there were certain things that you needed to do to make people aware that you had actually written a book. Um, as opposed to just putting it up on Amazon or taking it to bookstores um, and just hoping for the best. So, you know, there are a lot of things uh, that I was told to do, you know, have a social media present in, you know, one of the platforms that you feel like you have the most success with, you know, having a website, um, doing book launches, Uh, putting the news out there so that people know that there's going to be a book launch. And then as you get further into it, there are things like cover reveals, um, having newsletters, uh, going to book club. I mean, it's just, there's just a huge list. It would take up the whole interview if I sat here and talked about each one. Yeah, I agree. So what year did you start your publishing? When did you start your first book? 
Or I mean, um, what year did it publish? It, well, it published in 2018. Well, right at the very end of 2017. Um, the copyright yeah. is for 2018, but I think we had the launch in October of 2017. Yeah. I just like to give perspective on that because so much has changed with 2020 that I like people to know that a lot of the authors that are coming on now are doing things differently. So what would you change if you actually started marketing your book today? Like what are some of the things that you've learned that you would focus on rather than maybe things you focused on in the past? Um, Well, I have a, at the moment, a fairly decent sized newsletter uh, group that have signed up for it. And I would start with my newsletter and on uh, social media, uh, hyping the fact that a new book's coming. Um, I'd share little bits and pieces of the book that, that are um, at the point where I know they're going to stay in the book and, you know, whatever. Um, to the people on my newsletter first and then on social media. Um, I would do cover shares once I got a cover that was finalized. Um, And so I would start a lot sooner. I would start probably six months before the book was projected to come out. Um, And once I had a finished uh, book, textbook, you know, text of the book, um, I would um, send it out to uh, advanced readers, like through services called Book Siren, um, where you, they will, they have a whole solicitation or subscription of people who want to read advanced reader copies. And they, the deal is that they um, ask them to write reviews so that when your book comes out, there are automatically a certain number of reviews attached to it. Um, So those are some of the initial things I would start doing a whole lot sooner. Um, Because by the time the book is up on Amazon and you've had a book launch, you've lost valuable time to work up a little enthusiasm for it. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize how soon authors start marketing the book. And it's it like you said, it's recommended at six months. And this is not a simple six-week process. It's not the same as like a an event or something like that. So what has worked best for you that sold the most books? Um well, there's a lot of things. There's the sell more books on commercial sites like Amazon or through Uh, bookstores and then there's what works for personal sales Um, personal sales work well if you have a book launch most of the people who show up uh, are familiar with either you or your work and they want a signed copy Um, book clubs are great because um, I always bring books and I always carry books in my car because you never know when you're going to sell one. I actually saw, sold one to a valet who was parking my car. Uh, <laughs> I, that still tickles me. But at any rate, um, and, and uh, book fairs are a good way to sell copies yourself. You actually make more money that way. But it's a fairly small audience. Um, and 
So as far as the online sales and bookstore sales, um, some of the things that have worked really well for me to drum up some enthusiasm and get what they call read through. In other words, somebody reads your first book, if it's a series or even if they're standalones, and they like it well enough to read the rest of your books that follow. Um, and that's using um, sources like uh, Free Booksy and Book Gorilla and uh, Fussy Librarian to do uh, free book free ebook giveaways. And especially if you're in um, Kindle Unlimited um, with your books through Amazon, um, you don't make any money giving those books away, but you make money for every page that is read. And I don't know how <laughs> Kindle tracks this. It's kind of big brother-ish, but uh, with ebooks, they, they know how many people have read how many pages people have read in your ebook. And so you get paid a certain amount for that. Now it's not a lot, but it kind of makes up for giving the books away. Um, and you get a lot of downloads. My first book got 6,000 ebook downloads. Um, my last book got almost 4,000. Um, you know, and that translated 4,000 ebook downloads translated to uh, $125 in royalties. So, um, and that that's good marketing because it hopefully gets you people who may not know you um, and who like your books and keep reading. The other ways to uh, get readers to sign up for your newsletter and also to read your other books is to do the advanced review uh copies uh, like through Book Siren. Um, and that introduces you again to an audience who, because their audience is so huge, a lot of them don't know you. So that's a good way to get yourself out there and, um, and pick up some new readers. Uh, so I think those are the two things that have worked best for me. Um, word of mouth is huge. So if you can go to book clubs and book fairs and you can um, nicely prod your faithful fans to recommend your book to other people and to go on Amazon and Goodreads and BookBub and leave a review, those two things are huge. Reviews are crucial, especially to Amazon to get Amazon behind promoting your book. So, you know, the, I guess those are the main things that I would always do. Right. And then share with us the flip of that coin, which is what process did you try? And it was just an epic failure because every author has those stories, right? Every single one of us, it was an absolute abysmal failure. And you turn to your fellow authors and you go, whatever you do, don't, don't do this. That. I've spent the money. It's not worth it. And that's the value of people like yourself. Well, without saying the, the name of the company. Um, there's a, a service that for a price, and a, a upfront price, and then the cost of you sending your books that they're interested in to them, they will distribute your books to high-end motels 
or hotels on generally speaking the east coast um and they put a stack of these books not all your books but your books and several others on the bedside table in these hotels and they are free for anyone who stays in the room to take with them and so the thought is that they will take your book while they're on vacation and they'll read it and they'll take it home and if nothing else uh, they may donate it and somebody else reads it and likes it and then checks you out and goes back and reads your other books um that <laughs> that was a huge flop and i have heard other people say that uh it worked well for them and i do think it depends on your genre but for the mystery suspense genre it i would never do that again um and I think that's the only one that I just went, oh, why did I do that? Right. Yeah, there are some things we try that just do not work. So, um, and this is more, a little bit more personal. And this is because a lot of authors forget, hello, you're a storyteller. So go ahead and entertain the audience. So what story do you tell about yourself that gets the most laughs from your audiences when you go to book clubs and stuff like that? Well. Uh, and I have to laugh at this too. One of the things you do as a, an author is, especially an independently published author, is you enter a lot of contests. Um, and there are several that are um, rather prestigious, uh, the Book Life Prize uh, contest and uh, the National Independent uh, Excellence Re Award. Um, and so... I had entered sort of a scattershot of contests and these usually take anywhere from six months, six weeks to several months before you ever hear. So I entered them and it, it almost immediately left my brain. And I got this email from uh, one of the contests and it said, thank you so much for entering your book. Um, we loved it, but we were just, overwhelmed with uh, entries and your book didn't win this time, but please consider submitting again. And my first thought was, I don't remember submitting a book to this contest. And then I thought, <laughs> well, if I don't remember this, maybe I ought to go check. So I got out the little list that I had written down and, and there was one that I should have heard about a month or so previously. So I went on their website thinking, well, I didn't hear from them, so I probably didn't win anything, and discovered that my book uh, had won the mystery category. And it's a fairly big contest, so I was just blown away. And the funny thing is, I didn't believe it. I saw my book cover on their site, and I, I sent the, the person I had connected with to, to submit the book and said, okay, so I didn't hear anything from you guys. And I see my book on your website. Did it really win? And she was like, oh my God, yes. She said, I'm so sorry. She said, you didn't get the email? And I said, no. But I said, you know, my email automatically after a certain period of time with spam, which I said it might have gone to, they it just deletes spam after 30 days. So I said, you know, maybe it came in and I just didn't see it. 
So, so that's my funny story. Um, you know, I, I entered a contest and won it and didn't even know about it. <laughs> didn't even know that I had won that entry. Exactly. So one of my favorite questions to ask authors is what's the biggest change you've seen in yourself since you started marketing your book? I think the biggest change is being able to say, I'm a published author. I've published, you know, six books and, and say that without being hesitant or reluctant or even embarrassed to say that. So it's, it's being able to put yourself out there, uh, and not say, well, you know, I, I used to be, you know, an operating room nurse and an editor. And, and now, you know, I, I write books. Oh, <laughs> almost as an aside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and, and you really have to be willing to um, put that up front. Um, I had a friend, somebody, we were at a get together and somebody said to me, so, um, so what do you do? And I said, well, you know, I'm an author. And she stepped in and said, no, she's a published award-winning author. <laughs> and I looked at her like, shh, hush. You know? And she took me aside later and she said, you need to stop that. She said, you need to tell people. And I was like, well, yeah, I guess I do. So, you know, um, that was really hard and I've been, I've become much more comfortable. And the other thing that's really, really hard is when you uh, cold call uh, an expert on something that you need an answer to. It is extremely hard to say, I'm writing this mystery and I need some input from you about what happens when something like this happens. <laughs> because it's kind of like, Oh my God, they're going to think I'm some flake. <laughs> so, so I've gotten a lot more comfortable doing that. That's one of my favorite stories of, from the fictional authors that I get the privilege of being able to chat with at this level is the fact that so many of them will say, yeah, and then I had to call this minister and say, what do you do when? <laughs> because exactly. they had no life experience, so they weren't going to write about something that they had no life experience on. Exactly. Well, with all that, so what are your top five tips that you would give authors when they're selling their books? Well, I think any author, whether they write fiction or nonfiction, has to know who their audience is. Um, and you, you find that out in various ways. Um, for example, my audience tends to be women. Uh, most men read thrillers as opposed to mysteries, suspense. Most women read mysteries and suspense and aren't real big on thrillers. You know, the, the Jack Reacher, the uh, boy, uh, the born conspiracy kind of things. Um, and they tend to run anywhere from about 15 up to death in age. So <laughs> you, you have to know who your audience is and you have to uh, realize that every audience you have to market a little differently to. I think you have to connect 
with your audience on social media. And by that, I mean, you need to connect with them, not just hype your book. So you have to establish a relationship, an ongoing relationship, and then periodically mention your books. Um, if all you do is hit people up with buy my book, buy my book, they're going to just tune out and, and stop following you or whatever. Um, and then you need to check out promotional opportunities like your, your um, podcasts um, and find podcasts where you can uh, be interviewed and get your, your name out there. Um, you need to find sites that offer promotional opportunities for your genre. Um, there's a, a site that loves suspense with some romance thrown in, and it's called um, Chicklet. <laughs> and that sounds a little flaky, but boy, they, they get your name out there. If they like your book, you're on their site, you have a web page, you know, a page on their site. And that can be very helpful. And then I guess the last thing um, is what we talked about a little bit ago. And that's is don't be afraid to talk about your book um, and being an author. And my sister, who's, who's been involved uh, in various uh, connections with Disney and other things and runs a business that relies heavily on, on promotion, she said to me with the first book, she said, um, you, have to, you have to figure out an elevator pitch. And I said, what is that? And she said, well, in Hollywood, if you're pitching a story um, and you get on the elevator with a producer, you have to be able to tell them what your story is about in three sentences because they don't have time to listen to. And then this happened and then that happens. And so she said, you need to think about how to market your book. In three sentences, I said, I don't think I can do that. She said, yeah, you can. She said, take some work. But, you know, so I finally came up for the first book with Friends Change, Love Betrays, and the end results are never what you expect. And Ooh, nice. it was short and sweet. And I could do that in an elevator. And, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, um, you know, and with the last one, it was, let me see here mistakes regrets and murder um and <laughs> you're I, getting down to one word <laughs> yeah and so and so then I, one of the things i've done in advertising on social media is to say um an old flame a dead husband and a compromised cop what could happen what could get be any worse you know <laughs> and that's gotten a lot of traction so um you know you it's you just have to figure out a way to put yourself out there and make your being out there appealing to people enough that they will look at your book online or they will pick it up in a bookstore and, and go, huh, this looks kind of interesting. Um, so those are my five tips, I guess. Wonderful. And thank you for sharing your years and years of experience as you have learned to market not only a series, but also standalone. So let's uh, travel back in time and you're promoting your very first book of Annie Collins, The Mad Hatter. Okay. And you're 
sitting there getting ready to do that, what is the one thing that you would say you most misunderstood about what it meant to be an author? I didn't understand how much work it would take. I kind of thought, well, I've told people before, writing a book is easy. Getting people to buy it is like, <laughs> like being Sisyphus, you know, you just keep pushing that rock up the hill and then you turn around, think you're done and it rolls back and crushes you. Uh, <laughs> and welcome to your Greek metaphors, ladies and gentlemen. Exactly, exactly. You know, um, and then, you know, the other thing that a lot of editors, particularly independently published ones, just don't get. And it's it's a matter of cost. I will be the first to admit that. But you have got to have an editor and you've got to have a proofer. And these cannot be family members or good friends. Um, and if it's your very first book, you need a developmental editor who can take your book and say, man, you've got a plot hole here that a bus could fall into. Um, or this doesn't make sense. Or where are you going with this? Or you don't need this entire section. Um, and that may be hard to hear, but it is crucial. It is absolutely crucial. And as you get better at it, you don't may not necessarily need a developmental editor, but you still need an editor. And it's expensive, but you need that and you need a, a good cover designer because as much as the saying is don't judge a book by its cover that's what people do they see your cover and it intrigues them and they pick the book up or they click on the uh, read more on amazon and once you get them to that point the chances that they will actually buy your book have gone up significantly um, if you can't get them to pick it up or click on the more info bit on amazon you're not going to make a sell. So those are okay. the things I would say. Thank you. Yeah. And, and we're going to finish on a, on a positive here. What's the primary thing that has been the biggest reward for you as an author? Um, I would get, I think they would be two things, but they're all related. Um, getting some amazing reviews from independent review sources like Kirkus, like the Book Life Prize, and then person to person hearing people say they love my books and uh and people saying when's the next one coming out and it, it's like this one just came out give me give me a chance I mean <laughs> it took Diana Gabaldon seven years between her previous book and her most recent book and people were just frothing at the mouth but sometimes they take a while and you Thank God you want to read them, but realize that they don't just spring fully born out of my head. It'd be nice if they did. Wouldn't but, it? Yeah, it'd be great. It'd be great. It would be fabulous. So thank you so much for your time today, Helen. I appreciate it so much. Oh, you're welcome. I enjoy talking about this kind of stuff because I think we need to help each other. And you know, I totally. Your, your, your fellow authors are not your competition, they're your comrades. And if you help them, they will help you. And I think that's important. We read each other's work all the time. 
some of my demographic a lot of times is other authors uh, depending upon what i am writing on so since you've answered our 13 questions please take a moment and tell us about your latest book and where people can connect with you um my latest book is the woman he used to know it's a crime mystery suspense book um essentially it is a uh cop who comes to a crime scene and discovers that the dead husband and the wife are people he has known for a very long time. And he stay, he should have removed himself from the case, but he stays on it because he has things he really doesn't want people to know. And so the, <laughs> question, the question is, you know, is she guilty and does he care? And how is he going to manage this, uh, And what's he going to do if it turns out she killed the husband? So that's kind of it in a nutshell. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) And where can people connect with you? What's the best way? Um, I have a website. It's HelenStarbuck.com. And I'm on uh, Instagram and Facebook primarily. Uh, Again, Facebook is HelenStarbuck-Author. And the uh, Instagram is at Helen Starbuck. I am on Twitter, but I don't use it very much. Uh, That one's uh, Helen S, as in Sam, Starbuck. Um, But, you know, people can can connect with me there if that's their chosen source of social media. Okay. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you being a spotlighted author today. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks. You betcha. And this is Janine Boland signing off with you today. And all of us here at The Eight Gates that produces The Janine Boland Show wish you a wonderful week. And we encourage you to get your message, your story, or your knowledge out into this world and make it a better place, just like these authors are doing for the newly published authors that are coming along behind them. We'll see you next again next week. And until then, keep sharing what you know with others. Keep shining that light that is so quintessentially you. And don't forget to go out today and do something for yourself that is fun. See you next week. Thank you for listening to The Janine Boland Show. Be sure to subscribe to our show notes by going to thejanineboland.show.com where you'll find additional resources as well as the opportunity to sign up to receive our program in your email each week. Be sure to visit our sponsor at the8gates.com.